We're holding a Nefesh Chaim in Shar Gimel, Perek Gimel. In the end of Perek Beis, in the discussion of Mokum, the Nefesh Chaim again brings the fact that there's Mashalim that are given to Hashem, and we have to remember that the Mashal doesn't exactly match the Nimshal. Most specifically is that the Gemara and the Zayra Kaddish refer to Hashem as the Neshama of the world. So one might compare the Neshama of a person to Hashem. And that is what the Mashal is given for, because there are ways in which Hashem fills the world and gives the world life, similar to the way a Neshama gives life to the Guf. For example, there is no place in the Guf that's not affected by the Neshama. Nothing can run in the Guf without the influence of the Neshama. The Guf needs the Neshama to constantly give it life. And all of these things are true with the relationship between Hashem and the world. But what we must remember is that in the muscle of the neshama and the guf, if the neshama leaves the guf, the guf still has existence in the world, which is not so with Hashem, because Hashem's giving of life and chiyus and existence to the world is such that there is nothing outside of Hashem's presence that He gives into the world. And therefore, there is nothing that has true existence in the world outside of Hashem which leads us to Perikimel. Because in Perikimel is where the Nefesh HaChayim brings the Psukim to describe this idea. And he starts with the Pazik, that Hashem fills the world with His presence. And it says in the Pazik in Devarim, which we say every day in Davening, and Ein Oid doesn't mean there is nothing else outside of Hashem. And of course, just like when we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Alakin Hashem Echad, it doesn't mean that there's no other Hashem, there's no other God outside of Hashem. It means that there is no other existence outside of Hashem. Again, it doesn't mean that He is the only Elohim, it means that He is the only existence. Mamish kepshutai, that there is no other existence outside of Hashem Isbarch. And there's a medrash, he brings a medrash on the Pasuk of Ki Hashem Elokim, that Hashem is the Elokim Ein Oid, Afilu Bechalol means even in the empty space of the world, which means even in every place that you can imagine in the world, any existence that exists in the world is only Hashem. It's only an outcome of Hashem's life force, but it's more than that. In reality, there is no true real existence outside of Hashem. Now, we spoke about, in last year, we spoke about the fact that this is not something that we experience, because our experience is very, very the opposite of that. We see everything else existing besides for Hashem. Hashem is the only thing that we don't see that exists in the world, or whatever. The world of Ruchnias is the only thing that we don't see that exists in the world, but our experience of the world is very, very real, that there is a real world outside of Hashem. And so the Nefesh Chaim is going to, in Perik Dalit and on, the Nefesh Chaim is going to take us more into detail into how that works. How does it work that everything is really Hashem? And on the other hand, there is, so to speak, room for the existence of the world. And it's going to be an explanation of, of, of that concept. Just before he goes into Perak Dalit, he reminds us of the mission in Perak Yavis, that we shouldn't 
hold on to the words of the Chachamim, because they are like hot coals, so we should be careful from grasping them with our hands. Meaning, the Nevesh Chaim says that these things, because they are so hard to grasp, it's very, so to speak, dangerous to get too involved in the understanding of these concepts. So then why is he teaching a Bechal? So he says, because he, has, he felt the need to teach it, because there's no one in his door or in this forum that came before him that put these concepts forward in a clear, understanding way, and people are starting in his door already to see these concepts, I guess, in the Zayur Kaddish or maybe in the Arizal, and he feels that they're being misunderstood. And, of course, historically there's talk about exactly who he means and who he doesn't mean, and that really doesn't make a difference. We're just going to learn what he does say. And he says that what can go wrong with these concepts is really what we already spoke about in the last year, that if a person wants to try to experience such a thing, it's not something that he can really experience. So it can lead a person astray in all sorts of ways. Because he can say, oh, everything's elokos. So everything's elokos, so then, then everything's elokos. His example is that he could think in learning in a place where you're not allowed to because everything is halig anyways. And of course, the Nefesh Chaim and his Tzidkis and in his Edelkeit, he picked the least uh, grub example. He picked a very fine Edel example of thinking in Torah in a place where you're not supposed to. And even on that, he brings Chazal, he brings a Chazal that's Hakreis Tikares and it's a Bezoyant Hashem and it's an Aveira and it has terrible, terrible, terrible ramifications. But of course, if one uses their imagination, they can understand that if a person takes these deep concepts and tries to apply them in areas where they are not being properly applied, it could lead to a churban. Again, not something that's relevant to anyone that we're listening, but just, again, a warning to take these things in a proper way, in a proper measure, and of course, to use it to further our Avaid Hashem and to become closer to the Rabban Shalom.